Hey! Oh! I think oh, we're both in different spots. We're both yeah. uh, in new locations. Yeah. Still not I, in the uh... same location. Oh, yeah. Still uh, in the house. Not, I mean, not in the same house. Uh, right? We're not in the same no. house, are we? No, we're not. It would be weird if we met. Mike? Matt? No, I only I hear, hear you. In the oh, right, right, right. All right. Uh, yeah, my uh, my usual spot. We're uh, getting that all primed and ready for uh, some some debugging because we had a uh, one silverfish, and so now we're freaking out and putting poison and stuff oh. everywhere. Yeah. God, I've never. They follow you and your significant other like nobody's business. I've never seen one. Except for the one time that the three of us shared a hotel room together, and now they live with you. Yeah, I think it's that same one. He's uh, <laughs> followed us all the way to Waterford, and uh, yeah, he had some friends, and so uh, we've been vacuuming like hounds and uh, yeah, putting the poison out. But Matt, while well, it is fun to talk silverfish, we are here to do a little bit of wrestling talk here. It might be a little bit shorter episode, not as much glitz and glam this week, but we'll get some stuff in there. So hi, everybody. Welcome to a babyface Riker. Oh my God, a babyface Riker pushing uh, new face of AEW anointing, which I think a lot more people are going to be excited about that. Uh, we're going to do some in your house pimping. Matt, it's another episode of the Brothers of so Discussion. We got some uh, mania rumors we want to go over. Uh, Matt, we got uh, Triple H throwing some shade at the fans, saying fans ruining their own stuff at the time. And I can't, it's it's so, that's right, Clegane. That's yeah, Clegane's not happy. He's not happy about this Jackson Riker haircut, baby face push. <laughs> we're going to get all, we're going to get into it. We may have a special guest of the show, um, medium hair length cat jumping in. Oh. Matt, how are things now that you have not one, but two babes? Um, oh, it's going great. Uh, so we've had construction, uh, going down in the house. So we're Ooh. out, uh, we're out in an Airbnb about a half hour away from the house. Uh, huh. quick, quick shout out to, uh, to Colleen who, uh, won't leave us the fuck alone. Uh, I, she's the Airbnb host. Uh, Mike, I don't know. I mean, Airbnb hosts, everyone out there. Same, same rules as Uber drivers. I'm I'm not there to talk to you. I don't give a fuck how bored you are. I want to be left alone. I did not book this because I'm looking for a friend. I just want it a little clean. <laughs> right. Maybe I want to make. I, there better be uh, coffee. If you don't, I this place did not. That's asking a lot. Coffee. If it's clean, <laughs> there's toilet paper. I think. I know when we uh, stayed at the one with the silverfish, there wasn't any toilet paper. Hey, what's up, Amy? Amy. Yeah, I like no, a this, picture of you in the glasses. I feel like I haven't seen that one in a while. Looks good. This is this is a it's a nice place. It's just leave me alone. It's uh it's in it's uh we're in a great town. We're by uh, Camp Dearborn and Kensington uh, Park right now. Ooh, so we're we within like, like yeah. five minutes of both. They both cost ten dollars to get into. So it's kind of like you know which one are we gonna get into i i was surprised mike we haven't been to camp dearborn since we were little guys um nobody there <laughs> not a soul on the beach go to yeah, Kensington. To... Act. wow yeah camp yeah. dearborn used to be the place to be no any hoozles nobody cares if uh, you're not from uh <laughs> the metro detroit area uh, yeah, there's I, a, I'm, there's I, a beach 
that's how my life's going right now. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember that metal death trap? I think um, finally of that what they called a playground. We called a uh, murder factory. Yeah, yeah I that remember that giant robot that you could. Did climb you put your children on it? No, it's not there anymore. The the giant robot does have now. They have the mini golf. That mm -hmm. is one of the um, obstacles now. So it's like uh, you know, hey, remember all the kids that oh, died it's been on this thing? It's, yeah, it's a memorial in the middle of the golf course. I, you know, I thought it was great for kids because uh, there's a lot of stuff to mentally juggle when you're a parent, you know? And you're yeah. like, oh, that's right, tetanus shot. You know, like whenever you see that. Um, yeah, let's get into the wrestling nuggies here, Matt. Um, I, I think we'll start with one. It's just kind of silly. Uh, Triple H uh, making a point to... <laughs> I, I think they were talking, you know, bugging him about ratings and people grumbling and rumbling on online and stuff like that. And Triple H said fans ruined their own stuff at the time. And, uh, you know, not really wrong, I, you know. I think we published enough articles about that, Matt. I think you've written enough articles about that. Um, definitely a lot of, you know, bright spots. I wouldn't focus on the sore spots. Uh, but I would like to point out the irony about fans ruining their own stuff. Triple H, a big fan of Joel Embiid, uh, the center for the Philadelphia 76ers, who he introduced this week. Um, and he introduced them right into an upset loss uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. So. Yeah. I don't know if Triple H uh, meant to ruin his own thing, but it did make me giggle. Um, that's the funny thing about this is I, I do uh, saying that he's wrong is not all right. Fans ruin their own stuff half the time. There's truth in that. Okay, I mean, I the problem is. Um, it, there's so many different angles to this because these wrestling programs listen to the fans too much. They don't just go full bore into what they want to do, and then it gets messy. Um, and then they don't listen enough, right? Like, they always make the wrong decision on when to listen, it feels like. Like, they they either wait too long. They're never they're – never, the timing is, is never right. Um, and then we go overboard on the hate when it doesn't go – our way which there's i mean there's so many different avenues of uh content and creative things that we can absorb that we've seen similar reactions especially when it comes to like marvel movies and star wars um so it, it can't be like we, we can't sit here and go wrestling fans are the worst um but it, it's when i look at like the star wars side of things i hate those people that like say you know that uh, that that second Disney Star Wars movie makes no sense, um, and that for, for you know like remember that story was challenging everything that was Star Wars, and you and I were huge fans of that. Um, who knows if that'll stand the test of time? But there, the pressure that those douchey Star Wars fans put on Disney resulted in the worst Star Wars movie ever. So it's kind of like if if I I would be a hypocrite if I sat back and I said those Star Wars fans ruined episode nine and then I didn't also take some blame as a pro wrestling fan and for a podcast that rails into the WWE all the time like we hold some blame for the WWE having their shit show all the time because 
it's it's that same thing where they they're pretending that they're digging their heels into the ground, but they're also trying to give way. So it just turns into this mess where they lost their shoes and they also got swept out to sea. So they're just laughing up and down and they've, they've got no control anymore. Um, I don't know if that analogy quite <laughs> makes sense to everybody out there, but yeah. like, that's, that's the problem is, um, there, there wasn't just the one decision. They didn't just jump into the water and try and swim through it. They tried to fight Mother Nature. They tried to dig their heels in, and they also gave up at the same time. So it just causes an absolute mess. But, again, I'll wrap it up, and I'll say we all should share the blame. This is It's on the wrestling fans for... Yeah, well, what we really look for is for Triple H to, you know, have a second clause to that sentence. You know, fans ruin their own, own stuff half the time, and we ruin it the other half. So, kind of a 50-50 split. Uh, but, you know, let's uh, let's admit it, Triple H. Um, I mean, there's a few times where if, if we didn't root for Daniel Bryan, there would have just been uh, Blue Tista and... Uh, what was it? Randy Orton at um, WrestleMania 30. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, he's he's half right. He just he just needed to finish the the sentence there. But Matt, um, <laughs> I'll say some uh, kind of more interesting stuff here um, with the live crowds coming back. Um, they want to start treating this at least this particular SummerSlam like Mania. Um, they want to do kind of an over the top card. Um, God forbid please don't let it be an eight hour card um but to try and get that uh that that huge wrestlemania feel um allegedly it's it's getting more and more traction matt and that's uh the head of the table roman reigns doing battle against cena um and i, I think that there's a pretty strong likelihood that's going to happen we're probably also going to see you know a couple other part-timers like brock come back and fight bobby but i gotta say matt i've i've got a, a tough Hot take question because I didn't really have an answer for it because I, I didn't know which narrative to go walking down. So, you are you ready for this one? Go for it. All right. So, SummerSlam historically is the smarky pay per view. Um, you know, that's where we did see Daniel Bryan, um, you know, defeat John Cena. Um, it's, um, I you know, I guess you know what I'm getting at. It's, it's where. The, the hardcore fans get to see the outcomes that they've always wanted, where WrestleMania is kind of the more, you know, uh, WWE's, you know, um, fairy tale endings. So with Cena versus Roman at SummerSlam, and SummerSlam historically being the smarky pay-per-view, who does that favor in this matchup between Cena versus Roman? Who is the smarky win in 2021? I guess I don't know because if I try and pull in the Daniel Bryan win and then Randy Orton comes out and ends up taking the title, I think that that was what you were referring to. Um, it's hard. It's hard to take that match and, and really put a finger on what SummerSlam is all about. Um, I. I'm going to say that the right move is is keeping the title on on Roman. I think that that would just be something to further cement his his case. Like I know, 
I know it's, I guess, you know, what's the smarky move? Where do the smart marks get their payoff? Well, right now, even CM Punk is out there saying that Roman Reigns is the best thing WWE has. And uh, for one reason or another, we all respect his opinion um, at maybe too high of a level. So now that he said that, uh, we're all just going to double down on Roman that much more. And even though... Gosh, it would be fun to see Cena come back and win. I I still have to think he he he's not quite got the room in his schedule to make that work unless uh, whatever happened with um, <laughs> his Fast and the Furious uh, promos. If that's going to end his his acting career, now he's got to go back to pro wrestling. Then then maybe maybe he wins. But I I think yeah. If if we're trying to say what is the smart mark. Uh, going to be happy with it's probably with whatever CM Punk said most recently and even though he loves both of those guys uh, he more recently said I, I love this too we just lost all of our viewers as I was explaining this but uh, he most recently said he loves Roman Reigns so I gotta believe that's where that comes into play wow uh, I didn't think we were going down that route um, I would say that uh, probably <laughs> I think the smart, the smarky victory would be uh, for Cena at this point, um, just because I think Roman is the one that kind of makes more sense. Uh, he's the one who's you know been pushed to the moon uh, by God on this on this championship run. Um, it, it, it would be shocking, I think, to the whole world to see Cena you know get a little retribution because we know historically uh, he's had some some pretty devastating uh physical defeats um at SummerSlam <laughs> thinking about Brock um and that's why uh I am honestly I'd be so excited to watch Cena come back and you know uh, you know take the three second day in for Roman but if there was some way that Cena and Brock could tie horns again um that I think that would be the coolest like smart moment for me to see Cena I don't know Maybe he learned how to fight a little bit, and he could actually, uh, you know, give Brock a potato or two uh, before you know those those gigantic gorilla fists mash him into his movie star face. I, I would like to see that, but I, I don't think we're going to. Uh, we can move on. Uh, just kind of a bummer. Um, age twenty six here, Matt. I just want to put the age out there because um, it seemed like he was with us for a while. Um, you know, helping out Bobby Lashley. Um, when he had his WWE run, but Leo Rush retiring. Um, he had a separated AC joint and uh, he just said he's, he's tired of, you know, the physical strain of now it just hurts to put on a shirt. Um, it hurts to, you know, pick up his, his kids and he, he just doesn't want to do it anymore. He uh, had that big moment um, at double or nothing. And uh, it looks like it's, uh, it's already coming to an end, man. So uh, we, we kind of lost him wrestling-wise uh, a lot sooner than I anticipated. I, I had high hopes for him. Charismatic dude does a lot of physical things that I, you know, very few human beings on Earth can do. But man, at that uh, that body weight, that height, that body's you know bone structure, whew, tough to tough to be part of the grind every night. So I got to think that factored in. Yeah, I mean, uh, like. Charisma for days, like that's that's where you look at Leo Rush and you separate him from everybody else. Uh, 
And it's it's really unfortunate because we talk all the time about how hard it is. Like uh, we we always refer to it as casting, uh, just like you're casting in a movie, TV show. Uh, a lot of the times, I'm not a fan of a pro wrestler because the casting's wrong, and we're not seeing the emotion we need to believe what's going on. That's that's how like that's almost number one for me in pro wrestling. It's not for a lot of people, but it is for me. And Leo had that. He had that MVP level charisma where he could, I mean, it, it was the same thing getting Bobby Lashley over. He did it just like MVP did it. And we were excited to see Bobby Lashley come out. And, um, you know, to that end, I think Leo was able to go in a route that he probably f- preferred to go as a pro wrestler. But I hope that him retiring as a pro wrestler doesn't mean that's him ending his relationship with pro wrestling. Because obviously, like I said, charisma for days there's got to be an opportunity to fit leo rush in somewhere and um i you know uh there's a lot of guys out there that uh have the skill have uh the the talent to go in the ring and um they could use a mouthpiece and now leo rush Mm -hmm. if he's ready to go in a different direction all the you know all the power to him respect that decision uh but me as a fan of his, as a, as a holder, a wielder of the uh, the microphone, I really hope that there's a spot for him somewhere. Yeah, it sounds like he uh, he said he's still going to fulfill his obligation in New Japan. Uh, you know, they had a, a contract with him and uh, probably be doing some appearances. But uh, yeah, uh, at the very least, like you said, maybe be a mouthpiece. Um, you know, for somebody, somebody be uh, pretty lucky. And speaking of mouthpieces, Matt. Woo! He uh, he's going from uh, busted open. Uh, I get. I don't know if we're gonna call him a rival, uh, but <laughs> Mark Henry uh, was on busted open for a while. Now it looks like he's gonna be doing commentary on AEW. Um, I'm a Henry fan. Uh, I do love that uh, he came out in his you know debut and said uh, he's got a lot left in the tank, which obviously was you know part of one of the the best uh, fake retirement promos of all time when he uh world's strongest slam john cena and uh you know right after saying baby girl coming home um so yeah i uh you know obviously big show is must have been uh or i guess we don't call him no more bs paul white you know telling mark henry dude you got to come over here this place is fantastic AEW just happy to add you know more credible talent um and then man if you want to kind of um just touch on this one too Andrade, also elite. Um, so we did lose Leo, but man, what a couple of acquisitions for AEW. Uh, snagging Henry, snagging Andrade, who comes out and says, I'm not just the face of Latinos. I'm the face of all elite wrestling. And Matt, now we can uh, fantasy book the hell out of this guy. Um, he kind of seems like the type of uh, character that AEW loves. Um Matt, are you uh, as jazzed about this as, uh, you know, the folks reacting? Yeah, and I, I, I just want to throw out uh, North Moto. I got, I see both your questions there. We'll hit, we'll hit them both up in a second there. Um, but yeah, Mark, Mark Henry on commentary at AEW. I, it, it takes a lot for me to get stoked about a new commentator. Um, I mean, to like get really jazzed up, like some of the tweets that happen when Mark Henry is, is announced. Or like uh, things, you know, things start progressing, and we see all of the he's going to be on commentary kind of things. I, I just, I'm like, okay, cool. That's 
you know, there's always these like, oh, we've got a huge announcement, and then that happens. I'm like, okay, great, <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'm glad that we also got Andrade. Like, right. Uh, that's that's where I wanted to go. That's a massive that's, announcement. Yeah. And I I I think too, like people are still looking at these things in the wrong way. This is amazing for us, the pro wrestling fan. Take AEW off of your like, just. Take a go like this. Nah, toss it away. This isn't great for AEW. This is great for us. This is great for Andrade. Like, we have one of the best pro wrestlers in the world right now back on our te- uh, televisions. I, it's, it's a tragedy that at his age, like, this is the peak, you know, where he's mixing in knowledge of the business. The He's a... Clearly, a, an athletic and a, a specimen to behold, and he's got just like we were talking about with Leo Rush. He's got the charisma. Uh, damn the WWE for fucking that up. Um, but this this is a guy. I I the only thing that kind of hurts my excitement. I I shouldn't say it hurts my excitement. I think I'm just bummed for Andrade and how that whole thing panned out. I. I thought there could have been more pomp and circumstance. I thought he got kind of bummed out by, uh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it uh, it wasn't quite as, as odd as a, Hey, Pethar. it wasn't quite as odd as, uh, you know, like when we had Matt Hardy debut in an empty arena, um, uh, mm-hmm. for AEW, but yeah, for him to come out, you know, at the 10 so PM quiet. show, um, you know, the 10 PM show on a Friday, which, yeah. um, Obviously, based on uh, you know the way they produced this past Friday, they they know people are not staying up for that. Um, the main event was Goldust versus uh, uh, Naka- what's his name Nakataro. Let me get his name up for you. Oh God, I lost no, it. Fine. Yeah, Kam- Camarado, oh. that Nick Camarado, the big the big hairball. Um, so yeah, I did think uh, if you're gonna do it, I, yeah, I, I would have you know given it a bigger spot. I, I maybe would have waited till the NBA playoffs were done or something. Um, or at least until they have this obligation to, uh, you know, give basketball Wednesday night, uh, you know, preferential treatment. But, uh, yeah, um, at least we got him, you know, so we can we can grumble uh, just because we feel like he's deserving of a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, at least we got him. At least he's going to be on our TVs and uh, yeah. you know, things get back to normal after these um, teams start getting eliminated in basketball. My God. Wednesday nights are going to be Andrade nights. That's that's insane. Can I, can I book also like he he's clearly going to have feuds for the next three months, but three months from now, I know Aleister Black is already being rumored to be coming back to the WWE. <laughs> yeah, but if they aren't licking their chops at Zelina Vega walking into the arena. And then announcing, like, we all would know, right? We know the relationship between Zelina and Andrade, but then announcing her husband's, uh, you know, coming coming to the ring. And we go on, like, a three-month feud of something that was some of the best NXT wrestling we ever saw and watch Andrade and Aleister Black go at it or Tommy End. Um, I mean, that would be – that. that's something that changes – that 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 changes like the the scale a little bit in pro wrestling. That's where I'm. I've got my show. I'm tuning into now. Uh, Mike Northmoto wants to know what we think about the new Hulk Hogan movie, um, starring uh, it's Chris Hemsworth, right? You gotta yes, the, make sure I get that right. The good one. I, 
I want to see if I can pull up one of these images here of uh, Chris Hem Hemsworth uh, in his arms because Jesus Christ, is it? I mean, it's almost gross because uh, he he's yeah. This this is real. Like what I'm about to bring up. Um, uh, he, they they showed off uh, this image on the set of um, what's what's the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I yeah. was just, I, I, and it's him with Taika Watiti, and Taika's just kind of looking at his arms like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this mother. Holy mother of God. <laughs> it's, it's all, it borders on disgusting. Um, I, but clearly he's got to, you know, he's got to fill out the pythons. Um, he, he, it's just, he's he, taking this role very seriously. To do, like his own 24 inch pythons. Is that yeah. what he's going for? Exactly. Like this is um, he he's just as involved uh, from a from a body transformation standpoint as uh, Christian Bale. I, I would say this is probably harder than turning into a twig. What what would you say, Mike? On a, on a, like what's harder, being Christian Bale and and turning into a little twig to to live your role, or to bulk your arms out like this? <laughs> I will uh, say to be Hulk Hogan and and Thor really undoubtedly, undoubtedly, it's more difficult for you to make Thor look like a pansy, because somehow now Hulk Hogan, via <laughs> Hemsworth is is going to dwarf uh, the mighty Thor. So um, this is a stunning picture. If the, if this is this isn't photoshopped at all. No, because I, I mean, I could back up. I wonder if uh, this will let me. No, it's not going to let me do it. But there, I mean, there's a bunch of photos online now of, uh, oh, yeah. Here's, let me see if I can pull up, uh, I'll, I'll pull up this, which is uh, the, like this one that I'm, I'm actually, this is the Taika Waititi one. Uh, let, me, let me, I know this is ridiculous. I'm just sitting here hemming and hawing while I try and get this queued up. But um, so this this is the one where Taika Waititi is actually right off uh, to the left. So this is from the film of Guardians of the Galaxy. So he's not quite flexing and pulling up as as uh, he was in the last photo. But yeah, this is I mean this is it. And you you can really sell it too when Taika Waititi is right next to him with his arm exposed. You can see uh, <laughs> how much bigger his, his feeble, yeah, are his feeble little noodles normal, out there. Yeah, yeah. normal person. <laughs> No, um, so yeah, North Moto, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously we're going to be there, if not opening night, you know, the opening weekend. We love wrestling. We love Hemsworth. But, uh, man, it does kind of feel like, you know, whoever whoever cast that movie kind of overshot it. I mean, uh, <laughs> hormone replacement therapy, eh, yeah. you know, that, <laughs> that was, uh, they did something in a lab, I'll tell you. Uh, but I am a little surprised that it was Chris Hemsworth knowing what a poop, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan is in real life, you know, that they didn't have to use like Luke Hemsworth or Liam Hemsworth, uh, that they went the big guns and got, you know, the good Hemsworth, um, and Chris, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the more from the set we see, uh, you know, I think we're all pretty excited. I think we're all going to be taking Waititi, you know, going, wow, good Lord. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Amy's, uh, I'm right. I'm right there with Amy. Like, yeah. I really hope that this isn't just going to be glorifying, his life. I, I, I hope it's not in the same vein as the movie about Paige. Right. It absolutely can't be. He. I mean, come on. It should be much more of an expose. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, we both said it. Just uh, I didn't put the little line above the E. Uh, it's got to <laughs> Hulk Hogan. It's got to tell the real story. Um, but yeah, uh, Hemsworth is is clearly you know one of our um, like we don't deserve him. He does such a good job with Thor, and now he's like, all right, well if I'm going to be playing uh, Hulk Hogan, I got to get those pythons. Also, I mean, you know, we've all seen. Um, I'm assuming since it's like one of the highest gro- it is the highest grossing film of all time. Um, we all saw Avengers uh, Endgame, right? And Infinity mm-hmm. War. Yeah. Um, it would be a fun little storyline to see him go from the tub of goo <laughs> to that ripped machine. That's all. I mean, that, that should figure into the plot line somehow. Can I say uh, at some point when they do um, another sequel or reboot to Predator, it absolutely, absolutely needs to be Hemsworth. As Not necessarily the playing the Predator. I want oh. him out there Schwarzenegger style, okay. um, you know, covered <laughs> in the mud, going to fight. Uh, but yeah, let's do a couple more of these, Matt. I guess we got to bring it up because it was it was stunning news, Matt. Jackson Riker. Not only is he surviving all the WWE cuts, um, not only is he getting a push, he's getting a babyface push. Um, and Vince McMahon thinks we're all going to turn and get on this guy's side because. Um, Riker uh, asks Robert Roode, hey, uh, who does your haircut? And now they have the same haircut. Um, Matt, we've seen some stunning developments in our past. Uh, Globally, everybody worships Roman Reigns when previously the guy was just outspoken and hating the relationship with fans. Uh, Fans, you know, booed him mercilessly. And now they kind of get it. They turned around on this guy. Obviously, it's for different, wildly different reasons. Um, You know, the hate uh, going Riker's way with, you know, some of the (sighs) thoughts and posts that guys had in social media. But, my God, Matt, is is there any way that this guy can turn it around and get a crowd behind him? Uh. Not, not a crowd. I think uh, as long as there's nobody around, they'll have a chance to tell the story. Um, I, I just think the it's a ticking time bomb, right? I mean, we we're looking right at it. The second that fans are in the stadium, this guy's going to get booed. Um, I think they tried to take advantage a couple of times with trying to you know see if they could test Velveteen Dream. Uh, Riker might also be in the middle of one of these tests. I mean, his own tag team partners uh, from the Forgotten Sons have already called him out and have already made sure that they have no connection to him because they were disgusted by the kinds of things that he was very open about, according to these guys who were his tag partners in NXT. This is, I don't know, this, this is something where, you know, Velveteen Dream, he's done, he's gone. But this, this was something where we have the proof. Uh, like the solid evidence was there and wrestler after wrestler has come out and said, I, I can't be a part of this. I, ca- I can only say for Velveteen Dream is that we saw like some pictures and stuff like that. I don't really want to get into it, but that was still in that accusation side of things where yeah. all of this with Riker has been out there and talked about 
from top to bottom. And I mean, like to the point of, uh, you know, Xavier Woods going on Twitter and sort of questioning what, what are we doing here with Riker and why am I doing segments with him? Um, I, I don't know. It's like I said, ticking time. Isn't it most stunning? I mean, there's so many like just shocking, uh, revelations, uh, as this develops, but I can't believe the sacrificial lamb is Elias. Like, not only are, you know, somehow Riker has survived the cuts. Uh, you know, they got rid of our beloved Heidi and Tommy End and Braun Strowman, of all people, who we thought was going to retire in WWE at, mm-hmm. you know, 65 years old. You know, just still wrestling in some capacity. I, did, I don't know. Like, it's not like they're using him as a prop to like get get Elias over as a as a more credible heel. Um, you know, Riker got to put one over on him, and it's like, were were we really dying for baby faces at this point to like have the switch like that? Is Vince that enamored uh, enamored of the like? I, I don't know. I mean, you can't argue that Riker kind of has that WWE look to him. You know, like six two ish, shredded, but. Gosh, there wasn't anybody. There wasn't anybody else they could have found for this. <laughs> Nobody. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, it's more. There are, in, it's there more are... an indictment on WWE than you know than Riker. He's he's like, well, I guess I'm still employed. I clearly should tell all of you where the company stands. Uh, you know, they don't care about what I put on Instagram. So <laughs> it's I... it's just you know another reason not to worship the company and you know just tune in for the guys you like. It's it's crazy at this point that um, like w- what's going to end up helping people get a push is if their contract is affordable. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> yeah, if we can afford to keep you on the books, you're you're going to get a push. You're, we're going to turn self- you in. Not, lest we forget, it's a self-imposed salary cap. <laughs> God. Right. Um, oh gosh, where did all this money go? We had so much we could spend. I know we got to get rid of some guys. The draft's coming up. Yeah, you you did the draft. I don't know. Um, I mean that that is a whole. Uh, we mentioned it last week. That's a whole another like full episode of what like breaking down what w- went wrong here because we've been saying it since the show started that this roster was just way too big. There was way too much talent, and it could have been spread elsewhere. And you know and. And that's where you start the conversations of, you know, would you take that job and just hang out at the performance center? Me? Absolutely. But I'm also not there. Uh, I don't have the drive, as, as some of those people do. Uh, and that's probably why I won't be there, because I, I, I'm i not the guy who would settle for that role. Uh, but, but yeah, I did, like, like I said, longer story, longer conversation about were they just trying to snatch up talent? Um to make sure other companies weren't getting those opportunities. There's probably a lot of truth to that. Now that we're seeing people just dropped, even though they're right in the middle of storylines for budgetary reasons. Yeah. But um, yeah, like just to finish this off and to wrap it up into why that, that fits into Rikers just, I mean, this is probably a guy from Vince's perspective that um, he, Vince probably doesn't see, uh, he, he doesn't see the issue apparently because he's not on the, the chopping block. And uh, that salary's got to be right there That uh, with whatever makes sense. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's something, too, where Riker probably won't come up with a huge argument as to why 
he deserves more because he's probably just thanking his lucky stars that he's still got a job. So, um, yeah, it's a great it's a great position from uh, from the negotiating table <laughs> for the WWE. Yeah. Um, well, usually we try to do um, you know go back and forth with AEW and NXT. We've kind of had to put a pin in that just because AEW's been <sighs> kind of forced on a fr- late Friday nights. Um, so we kind of you know touched on a few things about uh, some of the additions. Um, with Henry and uh, Andrade, of course, um, you know, Leo Rush having to already say goodbye to AEW, um, you know, and then the, the main event was uh, Goldust versus uh, Camarado. So we know there, you know, it wasn't uh, business as usual at AEW. So we're going to give them a little bit of a break. Um, I'd say we're just going to close the show here, Matt, with uh, NXT TakeOver in your house 2021. Um, pretty, you know, it's, just commonplace, you know, it's what we've come to expect when we look at the card for uh, another NXT special event or pay-per-view that it's, uh, you know, bananas. And we're, you know, pretty pumped for most of the matches on the card. Um, so, yeah, I think we could get right into it if you're if you're ready. Yeah, let's roll. I think the one that uh, selfishly I'm most excited about because uh, I, I love the way that they're still developing her character. I was really afraid she's going to get lost on the wayside. That's my beloved Xia Lee. Oh, what a follow on Instagram, let me tell you. Um, she's going to do battle against Mercedes Martinez, and I I have to think that Martinez is such a professional um, that she's going to try and do as much as she can to get Xia Lee over. Um, it's just kind of a – I think for me, Matt, it's kind of a tough match because they've both been not – I wouldn't call them like devilish evil heels, but neither of them have really been babyface. So maybe that'll be kind of the tough part of this match, um, like production-wise. Yeah. But um, I have to think that Mercedes is going to, you know, be that pro and try and get Xia Li over. I, what I like is they're actually doing a pretty good job telling this story um, with with something that, I don't know, probably deserved more time or uh, with the track record that WWE and NXT have with going back in time and trying to bring up things that happened uh in the past and having that revolve around a feud um you know it it just kind of begs uh, some some more questions in regards to why they don't do that more often uh under wrestlers history is just completely forgotten but you know this is wwe history so it's the may young classic that uh, mercedes martinez showed very little respect to xia and uh, I, I just right now I'm I'm just a fan that uh, they are going back that far to tell that story, give us some reason, some purpose as to why we should be excited for this. And uh, you're right, this this is for Mercedes Martinez to lay down, uh, hand out some victories, and also be dynamite in the ring. Um, and we've been Zia Lee fans since uh, she since she showed up. She got shots at the Royal Rumble. Um, was that that was three years ago now uh yep. so they they knew that she could go so this is this is really just trying to find that storyline that's going to line up with um i guess with keeping her relevant with with the viewers uh like triple h would say we're we're just gonna ruin it anyway um <laughs> just kidding but um yeah i think mercedes too this is uh, an excellent use of her power because i i think she knows that you know 
she can really make the best use of her abilities to, you know, help get over, you know, um, you know, fresher talent, newer talent, younger talent. Um, and she was not going to do that in retribution, which of course is already disbanded. So it's, it's great that, you know, she had this plan. They're letting her go through with it. And, uh, we're going to see the fruits of that labor, um, this weekend. Um, I honestly going up the card, this is the match. I'm, I'm number two. I'm as like, as excited about, I love Xia Lee. Can't, can't wait to see her, but I am really giddy for Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight. Um, it's going to be a million dollar championship ladder match. And for some reason they felt it was time to bring back Ted, Ted DiBiase, um, you know, that we needed to not only bring him back, but bring back his ridiculous million dollar championship and throw in a ladder as a gimmick. I got to say, I, I would be fine just watching Cameron and LA Knight um, fight in a smaller arena where I can hear them um, banter back and forth. That I think that's where the real money is. I, I don't know if either of them really needs, uh, you know, a piece of gold at this point. Right. I just want to hear more of them talk. I just want to hear more of them tell stories. And I I think it's just going to be who is at this juncture the better speaker. Um, who's going to be that person who could just get themselves over by, you know, using a, a microphone. Yeah. Um, and that's where, that's where this one for me is kind of tough to pick because I, I don't think that, LA Knight really needs anything, but he hasn't established himself yet, you know, under the WWE umbrella. So he's probably going to win this match. Yeah, I. it doesn't make sense for Cameron Grimes to actually hold that title, in my opinion. I, I think they're really starting to sell him as, as, as the sympathetic baby face, and I think it's working a lot. And I it, it just goes back to when you and I, I, I don't know, probably – two years ago when we first saw him, we were really excited about Cameron Grimes last year. I couldn't stop gushing about him. Almost every episode we had, I would find some reason to bring up my love for Cameron Grimes. And then this year has been a, a great it's chance a for him to really thing. stand out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, for me, Cameron Grimes has to lose this and he's, you know, I guess maybe Ted has to get involved to make sure Cameron doesn't win. Because uh, we saw on NXT, I think a week ago, it was Ted was saying like, oh yeah, Cameron Grimes is really starting to look like he, he deserves this thing. But um, yeah, we don't, we don't want him to, to have it. That's, that's, a, that's the heel belt. And, and I don't want to see, I don't want to see this heel belt, you know, if they're going to start making it wishy-washy just so that we can see the million dollar championship belt. Like I that one, that's one that does nothing for me, really. I, I like there's no I don't really have a real connection to it. I know, you know, like we could sit there and play the the game of who's held it and uh, you know, stone cold, but I I just it still does nothing. So keep it a heel belt. Don't don't just give it to Cameron because you want the cool guy or the more popular guy to be holding yeah, the belt. It, I don't know. This match for me it just feels like a like an everything supreme pizza with stuffed crust with cheese and it has hot dog in the crust and there's like Cajun seasoning on the crust. I'm like, I, I just wanted a pizza. I didn't need all that extra stuff. I'm going to be fine without it. Um, then there's this really, I, I don't think we've ever seen this gimmick before, but it's a winner takes all match for the NXT tag team championship and North American championship. Uh, WWE doing their best on the main roster to extend the cards as long as possible. NXT is just going to be like, well, 
Next pay-per-view, we're going to have the NXT Women's Championship match, Tag Team match, North American Championship, and Million Dollar Championship, and a winner-take-all, eight-on-eight match. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty pumped for Bronson Reed and MSK versus Legado del Fantasma. Um, this, for me, I, I think it's just kind of surprising in that uh, it's not Hit Row uh, being involved in some way. Um and for me, that that kind of guarantees Legato del Fantasma is going to win, and probably be doing um, some sort of you know big battle with with Hit Row in their future. Um, at least that's what I would want to see. And uh, uh, you know, I, I I love a good faction uh, Bumble Rumble, and Bronson and MSK. You know, they can get away with saying, "Well, they don't quite have the chemistry of Legato del Fantasma," so they did come in second place in this uh, take all match. Uh, Matt, am I on the the right track on this one? I mean, my head is just give Legato del Fantasma all, all the gold that uh, is, is available to them right now. And if this is the way to do it, to make sure that everybody stays strong because there's those asterisks you can throw on it, I'm all for it. Go go for it. Do do whatever you can to make sure that uh, the right the right tag team, the better tag team, the better faction, um, as, as it were, uh, is holding some gold. And um, and I love when I, established teams or factions win yeah. against, like, you know, uh, just mismatched, let's cobble these guys together. So I would really like to strengthen that idea of, you know, what a, a real tag team, you know, group effort is. So give me Legato all day. Um, and I'll, I'll throw in there with Hit Row. I, I, I want to hold off. I, I think they're doing great work right now. I want to hold off a little bit before we give them tag team gold. All right. Uh, next on the list, women's championship yep, Two match. matches left. Yep, NXT wins championship. Hot, hot take, Mike. Um, Mercedes Martinez versus Xia is going to be a better match. Than this. Um, all right. And I think the thing is this Raquel right, I'm going to give you thing. I'm going to give you 60 seconds to defend that hot take. All right, it's 9:41. You got 60 seconds. Go. The longer we see Raquel Gonzalez holding the belt and the more matches she's in, uh, I think the clumsier she looks. And we saw that in uh, the last, uh, the last big women's championship match that she had. So I, I think that this whole Raquel Gonzalez title um, reign is trying to take advantage of, you know, we were all pretty high on her um, and especially saying goodbye to Rhea Ripley. I think they wanted another uh, big bruiser to establish themselves but this, going back to Shawn Michaels' quote a couple of weeks ago, this is all going to be about Dakota Kai getting a face run with the title and, and finally getting the NXT Women's Championship. So that's, that's where my head's at. But this, is going, this match will serve as another build of Raquel Gonzalez. And there's potential. I, I think every championship match Raquel has, there's potential that we're going to see Dakota get involved and we'll start to get deeper into what I think is a future storyline with those two. Matt, I would be all over a Dakota Kai title run. I would be buying the t-shirts, uh, you know, the shorts, the mask, whatever you got team kick, get me on board. Um, I know she doesn't really do that anymore, but I am, I'm still pining. Um, yeah, I think Ember Moon's just in this match to, to try and, you know, increase Raquel's credibility. Um, Ember, God bless her. I don't know if we're ever going to see her win a title again. <laughs> but uh, if she's got to be a sacrificial lamb, you know, because she did have that great run against, um, you know, like Shayna and Kyrie. 
Um, if this does lead to Dakota versus Ra uh, Raquel, uh, you know, we're, we're all just in for a real treat there um, to, to finally see Dakota get her, uh, her crowning, crowning moment. Um, yeah, this is Gonzalez all the way until uh, we get to that, that bigger payoff um, with Dakota. And that leads us to the fatal five way, Matt, for the NXT championship. Karrion Cross uh, with the lights, the cool music, the hot girl, uh, Adam Cole. All he gets is the freaking bell. Uh, Peter Dunn, uh, Jonathan Gargano, and then Cal <laughs> O'Reilly. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Um, all right, let's rank them. Who's who's most likely to win this match? But start with least likely. Uh, okay, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. I was gonna say Johnny G because uh, I I don't I, think he's yeah, just he's there to do four. three second chance. He's number four for me. Uh, number four for me is probably gonna be Peter Dunn. Um, I think he's just there to you know help get over um, a certain somebody I have at number one. Um, Matt, you're number three. You have Kyle O'Reilly at number one. <laughs> you're ridiculous. I didn't no. say that. All right. Um, my my number three is uh, is going to be Adam Cole. I, I don't think that Adam goes away after losing uh, to Kyle, and then he just comes back and wins the belt. Um, so, where where am I at? Kyle, Johnny, Adam. Number two. Number two. So the guys are off the board, or do I, do I get to do my own? Because I just yeah, I go. did five, four, oh. three. Yeah, five was Johnny. Four was Cal. No, four was Pete. Three was Cal. Two was Adam. Matt, I, I think that kind of leaves one name up top. But uh, I'm going, got yeah, I've got Pete Dunn is my number two, and then Karrion Cross is like clearly, I think, a fatal five way. It could, it could clearly be the you know the way that we we talk ourselves into Pete Dunn is who I'm picking as my number two, most likely to walk away with the belt. Um, like that's how you help tell that story, I guess. But maybe I don't know. Maybe Pete Dunn is is supposed to be the guy that gets like a real victory uh, over Karrion Cross. But anyway, I, I think I'm just starving for a Pete Dunn victory. But um, I, it doesn't matter. Like uh, number one is Karrion Cross for me. This is this is just going to be about him selling how brutal he can be because it's one thing when it's four against one, but it's a whole other thing when they're all gunning for each other. So. Cross will take advantage of that. He's also got Scarlett here and there, you know, when there's an opportunity. And and, and there's still that, that story of Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole that if either one of those guys has an opportunity to win, they're going to be more focused on hurting that guy, I think. Uh, and I think it'll, it'll pretty much be Adam Cole will probably have a great chance to win this. And Kyle will focus, uh, will focus his, We'll focus in on Adam Cole and causing pain rather than winning the title. So that's where that's where Kyle to me figures into this match, uh, and and why I put him as number five. I think uh, this is you know a little bit like uh, it's in the same vein as Roman Reigns uh, beating up Daniel Bryan and Edge in the same match. Uh, we're two legends of the WWE. Uh, we're just stacked on top of each frack other to get frack to. Yeah. <laughs> you say frack them like they're yeah. oil. Um, so they're just there to get over Roman. Um, and now we've 
we've got a collection of NXT legends um, and Cole, Pete Dunn, Gargano, and then, uh, you know, uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, borrowing clothes from uh, my boy Orange Cassidy. They're just trying to fast track this carried cross as, uh, you know, the, the head of the company. And after this, if when he wins, I don't know what's really left for him. Um, I don't know if one of these four goofs, um, after getting toppled and stacked uh, by Karrion Cross, all four of their bodies stacked by Karrion Cross. I don't know who's who's left. I don't know who's next. I don't know if that means like Keith Lee's coming back to fight Karrion Cross because at this point, I, I don't know who else really moves the needle because I, I don't think it's any of these four guys. Matt, I mean, my needle gets moved by Pete Dunn. Um <laughs> I, I think out of all these guys, he's he's most deserving of a of a title run. Um, like who should be next is is Pete Dunn, um, and I, I think Kyle got as best as good of a shot as he'll he'll get. <laughs> it's I mean uh, to me that's the long and short of it. Um, but so yeah, that's the, I, I think the hardest question of this is I, I think we're on the same page that this is carrying crosses to lose. Um, all these other guys are there as the greatest hits to make him look even better. So the hardest question is just what comes next for carrying cross? Is there anybody on that NXT roster you want to see him battle um, at the next you know special event or pay per view? Or yeah, is it call up time already? Are we going to see him at SummerSlam? Yeah. That's such a scary thought, too, like as we've seen over the, the last few months with all the everybody getting released and then over what how many how many years now have we been watching NXT and everybody getting called up and only a handful of guys have been successful. So that doesn't even do anything for me anymore. Knowing that, I mean, <laughs> Karrion Cross getting the call up does not get me juiced up. I, I've, I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, I'd have to say uh, like ranking things I want to see happen at SummerSlam. At this point, I'm just like, all right, if I'm going to watch WWE, just make it Brock Lesnar and John Cena. And that's why I watch WWE. And I'm just, that'll be it. I'd yeah, I'm not, I don't mean like, you know, your own personal viewing that you need to see Karrion. I just, is there anything left for him to accomplish on NXT? I mean, no. And you could probably make the argument for all five of those guys. Um, that they're all they're all done it's really just who's who's gonna own this show like whose dream was it to be on the main roster and and do they want to see themselves there and and who's uh who's happy being the owner of nxt which i think um those four guys are all proud owners of nxt so that would be the best argument for carrying to get to get the call up is if he was just that's what he was all about he's no i'm I'm a Monday Night Raw. I I will change Monday Night Raw to being viewable, kind of thing. Um, I don't have a ton of confidence if that was his point of view on the topic. Uh, I will just say, you know, I, I, to tip the cap if if that is, of course, how he feels. Um, <laughs> all right, final uh, final thought, uh, I guess, to put the capper. Carrying Cross getting the win. Kyle getting mixed up with Adam Cole. Pete Dunn hopefully looks strong. Johnny. I mean, he's got the way, so he definitely <laughs> he doesn't need this. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah, it's I, I, I don't it. even see those other guys in there, Matt. They're it's just cross. It's Real cross. quick, uh, our, our boy from our wrestling group uh, just wanted to throw out there 
Uh, he's doing some research for us right now that uh, he does see there's more WWE releases to come. Ooh. Part of the reason I think he did throw that comment in there is that I accidentally copy and pasted um, our title and our show notes from last week. Um, so that's going to confuse a lot of people. So during this episode, I was slowly changing it <laughs> from YouTube and Facebook to have what this episode's actually about. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's that, but, um, yeah, we're going to keep our eyes peeled. I just want to throw that out there. Jacoby, thanks for, for tuning in and, and throwing out that, uh, that little note. Hopefully there isn't anything else that we do see, but, uh, clearly, uh, it becomes, I don't know. I mean, we might release the other four guys in that middle five way after cross. Uh, Adam Cole eventually, I still say he's destined for, for AEW. He, he seems like the it's, kind of guy who's not yeah, done. Nuts that he's not working with his wife. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up, Mike. Uh, I hope you enjoy um, your next week. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and then I hopefully will be back in my house. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you make it home and then hopefully I make it home. So there you go. And we're in under an hour. Well, we're on record on the Brothers of Discussion. And uh, everybody check out, uh, I just recorded a special episode for uh, the for the Hockey Podcast Network. They do Dynasty by Decade. So this is for any hockey fans out there. Um, this, is, this is not our regular uh, hockey show. This is actually about uh, the Detroit Red Wings in the 1990s and uh, from the 80s and 90s, sort of a documentary style I record with uh, Ken Kell, the radio broadcaster for the Detroit Red Wings, um, really becoming a friend of of us and the Hockey Podcast Network. But um, yeah, uh, we, we go through all that. So check that out on the Hockey Podcast Network. It's, it's their new show uh, brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, it was a blast. So uh, if you guys are hockey fans, I, I highly recommend you check that out. It was... Uh, it was a ton of fun. All right, everybody, check us out, bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com, at bodpodcast on Twitter, uh, especially while we're watching in your house on uh, said Sunday. And then, of course, oh, we never even talked about Kenny Omega and Moose. Damn it. They're going to uh, fight. That's going to be fun. Kenny Omega should win. I'm sorry, but Impact screwed up. If they actually want to tell the story properly, Kenny should not drop that belt quite yet. If they want to just have this have been oh kenny held our title for a little bit and completely ruined anything going for this then moose will win all right there's my thoughts everybody thanks for tuning in have a good one